Hello and welcome to Snap Trek, the Star Trek podcast where we compare two episodes of the universe's best science fiction franchise, Star Trek. I'm one of your hosts, Ross, and I'm joined by Jen. Hello, Jen. Hi, everybody. How are you doing today? I'm very good. Very excited to talk to you. Me too. For Snap Trek, we compare two episodes of Star Trek using a variety of categories, and for each category, we select a scene or a character or an idea or a prop which we think is great, and we award a point to the answer which we think is the best. Today, we are waking with fright to discover <laughs> that we have been surgically altered with two episodes which transform our main characters into enemy species. I was uh, lucky enough to watch Deep Space Nine episode Second Skin, series three, episode five, which has Major Kira transformed into a Cardassian agent of the Obsidian Order. And Jen, what did you watch? And we're joining the Tal Shihar today. Uh, I was lucky enough to watch Next Generation Season 6, Episode 14, Face of the Enemy. <laughs> and you can immediately see why those two are ripe for comparison. <laughs> this is an obvious one. <laughs> because they are so similar in idea and style. And yeah. there's, a, there's a couple of differences among them, which hopefully we'll get to. But uh, a really enjoyable pairing. And... Um, for for clarity, this is the second time we've tried to record this episode, <laughs> because the first time we tried to record it, I had watched the wrong episode. I had watched Face <laughs> of the Enemy and prepared to defend Face of the Enemy. I literally woke up thinking I was Jen and answered all her questions. So you looked in the mirror and... I, there, there you were. <laughs> I was terrified. <laughs> I can imagine that would be absolutely terrifying, yes. <laughs> Same feeling I get when I look in the mirror every morning. <laughs> I honestly didn't mean it to sound like that. <laughs> oh man! Right. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah, we, we both uh, we both were ready to uh, defend face of the enemy. Yeah. So we had. To, uh... So I'm, I'm conflicted now. Now I'm not sure which I want to win. I don't know now. <laughs> As ever, we begin each podcast with a lyrical recap of the episodes under discussion. Jen, would you like to uh, give us your poetic recap of Face of the Enemy? Okay, sure. I looked in the mirror, but it wasn't me. Reflected back was the face of my enemy. But the gravity of my mission brought out the Romulan within and provided a bittersweet victory. That's very good. It's quite quite somber. It's it's quite, uh, yeah. Yeah. Because usually we get a laugh in there, don't we? But not this time. (laughs) Yeah, this this time it was totally serious. <laughs> <laughs> well, because you got to think that that would be a terrifying thing. Oh, to absolutely, wake up, so. absolutely. Uh, yeah, I mean, not to mention that you know, in this episode, it's ba- she's basically just you know, just the whole time trying to not be discovered too. So, which is just it's just one long holding your breath, yeah, <laughs> kind of episode. To happen. So yeah, yeah, but um, so you. Did a recap for both, didn't you? <laughs> Let's hear both of I, them. I'm going to tell you, I'll, I'll confess now, I did the recap for Face of the Enemy, and I really liked it. I was really pleased with what I'd done. Yeah. And when Second Skin came through, we'd had quite a few uh, quite a few limericks sent in to us. So actually, I, I've chosen one of those oh, okay. because I thought it was so good, I didn't think I'd be able to top it because it was really well done. Great. So I'm going to give you my recap for Second Skin, uh, which is not my recap. It's Trekkie Rob's recap. At Trekkie Rob, 
Rob, I thought your limerick was so good, I felt like I couldn't best it, so I'm just going to read it out uh, here. Kira becomes a Cardassian daughter that's part of the Obsidian Order. She's made to believe in order to deceive and expose a dissident supporter. Well done, Rob. It was a really good episode, a really (laughs) good uh, summary, and uh, it it just got every aspect of the episode into those five little lines. I really liked it. Yeah. Um, And I did contemplate reworking my Face of the Enemy one, but it just works (laughs) so nicely. So I'm going to give you my, I'll give you my Face of the Enemy one. Um, And it goes to the lyrics of a popular a popular song, which you may recognize. (laughs) So I'm going to Shatner sing it for you. (laughs) (laughs) Troy seeing Romulan in the mirror. She's woken with a different face. There's a voice pro console inside this cargo container. You want to make Romulus a better place? Transport dissidents to Federation? Space! That was awesome. I don't know. I did. I, I, I committed to singing the space bit at the end, and I thought, maybe I should yes. sing the whole thing. Ah, it's done. It's done. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least we, at least we got the, I, I was hoping we'd get the face. Yeah, the I was end. pretty pleased. So I, I, yeah. I won't lie. I'm pleased. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was real going. Right. Well, Jen, would you like to go first? You'd like to pick the, make your first choice, pick the first category. All right, let's see. First category. Well, let you know. Let's start off with the, with the looks of the episode. Let's let's go with best makeup. This was a great category to choose. I'm glad you picked it because it is a really we should focus on this. Um, best makeup. I'm going to give a shout out quickly to Odo, who dressed up as a bag for about 30 seconds and surprised Entech <laughs> because. That was that surprised me as well when suddenly he transforms. Like, oh, well, that was a nice little move. They must have thought of that and were defiant on the way over. So, shout out to Odo. Obviously, I can't do anything but choose Kira's Cardassian surgical alteration as best makeup because she really does look like a Cardassian very convincingly. Um, it looks like Kira. It also looks like Ileana Gamor, whom she must look like. And it's such convincing makeup. It even convinces Eliana's father. And it even starts to convince Kira that maybe she is a Cardassian. Um, so the makeup must have been fairly solid uh, to convince everybody of that. And uh, she does make a great Cardassian. And there's one little line even when uh, Garak arrives to rescue her with Cisco and Odo. And he does tell Kira... Why, Major, I've never seen you look so ravishing. So, you know, it's even it's even working on Gary. <laughs> I love that line. <laughs> um, so my choice is Kira as a Cardassian for best makeup. Oh, absolutely, yeah. What about you? Yeah, you can't go wrong with that. The Cardassian makeup's great. And they did they did a little tw- twin touch of blue as well. They did a little female touch of blue in a, a Yeah, spoon. yeah. I don't know what they call that bit. <laughs> the, spoon. <laughs> the spoon. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that is a nice yeah. touch. Um, for Face of the Enemy, of course, you know, wh- there's not much I can say, uh, but Troy makes a great Romulan, you know? Yeah. <laughs> She's got the cheekbones for it. <laughs> she, she suits being a Romulan. So, yeah, it does. It suits her. 
um, yeah, the Romulan makeup, you know, it's not as extensive um, as, as, you know, making someone a Cardassian. Uh, it's a little bit less intense, but, uh, but the effect is distinctly, you know, the, the, the effect of the Romulans is distinctly alien, distinctly mm-hmm. different from, you know, the, the, you know, mm-hmm, Vulcans mm-hmm. and, and the way, you know, but you could, it, it, it's, it, 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 it has the effect of making them look a little bit sinister, yeah. which is interesting. Um, you know, obviously they are a little bit sinister, but it has the effect, like it had the effect on Troy of, you know, having her act a little bit more. Oh, yeah. You know, sinister and in charge yeah, too. Yeah. You know, just there's just something about that. I don't know if it's the, you know, the forehead ridges or, or the the stark hair that they all have. You know, that's popular in Romulus. She, 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 put, she passed <laughs> and, uh, her command. Was she commander by that point? Had she passed her command training at that point? Oh, this this was se- this was season six. Yeah, if she yeah, it's so that's in season seven. Season seven, so she wasn't. A, she's showing her commanding chops now. She's she's demonstrating yes. that she can do it. Yeah. And, uh, oh yeah. After this, I mean, she's totally yeah, totally ready. I mean, I don't know whether it's her attitude or a power shoulder pads, but either way, she is <laughs> she is there. She is she's quite scary yeah. in this one. Yeah, we'll we'll talk more about that later. Oh, but good. yeah, but I think the makeup obviously I think adds to it. It gives you some confidence. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> to, to take charge. So yeah. So best makeup is you know the Romulans. The, the, that mild green tinge. Right, yes, <laughs> a, little, a little bit of <laughs> uh, pigmentation. I love it. So, what? What? Where's your point going? To the Romulans or to the Cardassians? Uh, they've they've both done a good job. I think the the Cardassian makeup was very extensive, and I think it had the 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 convince. I mean, it wasn't just the makeup; it was the backstory and the persistence and the being on Cardassia. But uh, you know, it broke Kira a little bit to 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 start thinking she might be a Cardassian. Um, so I'm going to give it to I'm going to give it to the Cardassians because the makeup was 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 super hardcore. Oh yeah, I got to give it to Second Skin too. The Cardassian makeup is is extensive and uh, and really and, and you're right. It it really you know in universe it was enough to convince. Mm-hmm. Even her, that's that maybe this, this this is really true, um, but outside it, it, it really it knowing her, we know her face so well. We know, uh, you know, mm-hmm. not the vis- visitor's face so well, and she still managed to look like an alien, not like her wearing makeup. Do you know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> like I think I do know exactly <laughs> what you mean. They really, it, it really was convincing as. Uh, surgically altered versus yes, makeup applied. Yes, yes. I think. I think. Yeah. So, I, I, yeah. Second skin for me. Okay too. then. Two for second skin. So then, if I pick for uh, category number two, I'm going to pick best scene. Let's talk the best scene. Okay. What did you have? Okay, so for face the enemy's best scene, you know, I had I had to pick the the climax scene uh, for this. This is uh, Commander Toreth. We'll talk about her later because she's yep. pretty badass herself. <laughs> so this is when she's preparing to fire on the Enterprise. Mm-hmm. Right, she's in command. She prepares to fire. She gives the order to fire. 
And this is when Troy really, really, you know, takes over because now, now she's protecting her, you know, her crew. So she overrides the order, takes command of the ships, threatens <laughs> not only the other uh, uh, bridge, you know, Romulan bridge crew, but their families <laughs> too. <laughs> You know, she she truly gets She's into the into you know into the Taliar, yeah, right, right. And you know, if you you know if you uh, don't support me, you know, everyone, your families will suffer too. You know, so she really gets into it. Uh, you know, very Romulan, um, and hails the Enterprise. This is the the part where she has a little <laughs> conversation with Sean Luke. <laughs> <laughs> who, for his credit, just rolls with it too. Like he doesn't give anything away either. This whole episode, w- w- nobody gave. Everyone had the best poker faces ever. In face of the enemy, <laughs> in face of the enemy. and they, like, they throw you straight into that from face. the very first scene as well. There's no, I mean, yeah. in Deep Space Nine, in the, really the second don't. skin, there's a preamble. You sort of figure out what's going on. Right. You understand there's some confusion. Yeah. The, yeah, the entire episode starts off in a darkened room, and you are immediately in this problem, and you just got to roll with it, roll with it, roll with it. Yeah. Yes. Very, very Kafka esque, yeah, like you know. Cool. She just wakes up and, you know, <laughs> and she's a Romulan, yeah. So it really throws you in there. Um, but um, but I I picked the scene that scene where she really takes command, really takes command of the ship. You know, hails Jean Luc, and you know they she kind of manages to convey to him what what's going, you know, what she needs from him. And on the down low, and and, and I, it's, it's just a real, it's really, it's it's an exciting scene. It was a really I, I, great I really climactic the... scene. And the Picard yeah. doesn't, doesn't bat an eyelid. I would, and that's exactly how I'd expect him to react right. as well. He did exactly what I thought he would do, which right. is this is unusual. <laughs> well, there's obviously a big problem here. We're going to have to deal with. I just love the way he dealt with it, and that you know yeah. his first priority was to make sure that she was okay. And, you know, he was already part of the sort of the Romulan mystery after the Sev had arrived. But it was totally what you'd want him to do as well. And she was relying on him to do that. Because if right. he'd instantly gone, Councillor Troy, how dare you, back to the bridge. <laughs> um, you know, giving the game away and put her in loads of danger. But he rolled with it. He'd been dealing with the sort of Romulan mystery from his end as well. So he knew this was something to do with that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I really love the way they all played it at the end. That's a proper team you can count on. Like, right. You know, I, I know exactly what he's going to do. So let's uh, let's do this. Yeah. Oh yeah, the classic TNG teamwork. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was great. Okay, my, for my, second skin. My choice is actually probably the opposite of that. Then, if we're talking about teamwork, <laughs> now there's a lot of solid scenes in deep in uh, second skin, and we are going to talk about it later on. So I've picked one which is not as big a scene, but I really enjoyed watching it and watching it play out. It's the scene uh, between Cisco, Odo, and Garak when Garak is press-ganged into yes. joining them on the mission. Um, <laughs> and it's one of the very few times you see Garak looking quite flustered. Like, this really was not how he was expecting this to play out. He'd come to them with information. He told them what he was happy to do, which would tell them stuff. I'm not sure entirely why he was telling them either. Um, but he... Because he's got a heart. He, <laughs> I, I'm only half convinced of that. I, I am st- I'm still <laughs> not entirely 100% that that's true. But he, he obviously... He has his moments. He, he obviously sees there's some sort of benefit to being 
to, 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 to laying this information out. Um, and then Oda, uh, then Cisco essentially blackmails. Well, and, and he's looking for an adventure too, because he has that scene with Julian where he's like, I haven't been off the station, you know, in forever. He, do, he so does. It's he, like, oh, this will be something. He does say that. He do. does say that. And I did, I did wonder about that. Um, yeah. But when he's actually pushed to do it, he really puts up a big defense that he's not going to go. Yeah. And Cisco essentially outlines the way he sees Garak's life, which is you are living in probably one of the few places where it is safe for you to live. And even Entech sort of right. accepts that we're happy for you to live in exile. Like you are in exile. This is the place where you are, where you can be and nobody's going to bother you. But Cisco is actually pushing that a little bit and saying, perhaps I could make it. So this wasn't a safe place for you. You'd have to go somewhere else. Um, and the, you know, he responds by essentially laying out that he will go and he will help. But at no point, if there's any sign of trouble, will he sacrifice his own life for Cisco or anybody else? And it's a really solid, it's a really solid line delivered by uh, Garak. And um, Cisco finishes that scene by saying, Mr. Garak, you know, I think that's the, the one true thing you've ever said to me. And Gary says, very perceptive of you. And I was like, oh, that is, that's good. That's a nice bit of back and forth between the two of them. You saw Garrett getting a bit wide-eyed and flustered. And it's not teamwork. It's, we've all got, there's a job to do. And actually, I know you're going to be the, you're going to be best place to do this. Or you're the, you're one of the resources I can draw upon. But I'm going to have to leverage something against you. So it was a, a different aspect of the, the team dynamic. But I really enjoyed watching it. And I enjoyed Garrick's performance in that. I say Garak. I mean Andy Robinson. Garak's obviously the, the character. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah, I love that scene too. Um, and, and and you're right. And and Cisco, uh, I he he definitely has you know he has Garak's number in in such a way you know <laughs> he knows exactly what his motivations are. You know he he doesn't yeah yes. and uh, and he does it. In, in a really like, like he's, he doesn't hide the fact that he's blackmailing him at all in any way, yeah. you know, <laughs> he doesn't have to with Garrick. I mean, <laughs> put it all on the table. But just like, every, just like everything Cisco does. It's so cool. Yeah. He does yeah. everything <laughs> just with like, this is exactly what I should be right. doing right now. Uh, it's, it's effortless, effortless. Um, and maybe that's why it works so well as well, because there's, you know, people think there's maybe there's no other choice. It's funny too because they're playing poker too. You know, uh, you know Tro- Troy and Picard are playing poker. You know, hide- hiding their cards, and mm-hmm. and Cisco and Garrick are putting their cards right out on the table. <laughs> you know? yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're right. It is it's like the exact opposite scene? <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Um, All right. As for points, I I really I do, I like my scene. But I realise my scene is not the crux of the episode. Your scene's very powerful. A lot happens at the end of Face of the Enemy. So I think I'm going to give my point to Face of the Enemy because you have picked sort of the the outstanding uh, dramatic scene. Me too. But it's it's close. This is close for me. Um, the Face of the Enemy. I mean, I got a Troy and and Tareth, you know, like being badasses and Picard and and it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's so I yeah I got to give it to that scene, but but I I do love the back and forth between Garrick and Cisco too. So you yeah. you picked it's a good a nice, scene, a nice yeah. <laughs> okay, 
Uh, Janice, your your selection, I believe. Okay. Uh, cat- for category three, let's go with best lie. <laughs> best lie. There's a lot of lies in both these episodes. Which one is there's your a, there's best a lot lie of lies. <laughs> for second skin? Um, there's a lot of lies. I think. I mean, the, the most. There's a couple of very convincing lies, and that is. Uh, Initially, there's the 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 Bajoran inmate who convinces Kira he shared a cell with her. Oh yeah, um, and he sort of I mean he's he, he's a real almost nothing character, but his is the first big lie of the episode, which mm-hmm. starts that starts this whole oh my god maybe maybe there's something more going on than what I than what I initially realised, but ultimately he's a Cardassian plant. Um, because that's creepy too. Because you know she, she, she's you know this is where the, where the mind game starts. You yeah. know because she thinks oh I definitely was never here, and then this person you wouldn't have any reason to think was lying says oh yeah I know you you were there. <laughs> you know? I think but this is that lie by the, the guy called Yeln. That guy's lie yeah. is really rolled into a, a much bigger lie, which is Entex right. lie, and Entex lies mammoth. And his lie is mm-hmm. Major Kieran Arise is in fact an Obsidian Order agent <laughs> named Ileana Gamor. <laughs> and I am going to convince everybody, including her of this, right. in order to do something broadly unrelated to her or the person she's pretending to be. I mean, it, it's a lie which is so big and well orchestrated in scope, but it's it's a, even that's a distraction from what he really yeah. wants to do. You know, it's it's the ultimate kind of mind game, sleight of hand trickery. The lie is so huge and all encompassing, and it's make, making people think about it when, in fact, that is diverting your attention from what the real, real point is, which is to try and get to uh, uh, her father. Yeah, what what a real Cardassian thing to do. It's a real Cardassian lie, you know, to just like try to gaslight everyone so immensely, you know, in such an elaborate way. No, <laughs> so Cardassian, it's so huge. The, and and up to that point, everything up to the point where the reveal is, where because finally, when Kira has actually some genuine, honest information mm-hmm. about a person, she knows that the legate is a dissident. She when she understands that. Oh, I she love that. Yeah, Kara, when, when she has that last yeah. piece of the puzzle, she's like, oh, now I see what's going on here. <laughs> exactly. She's so great. And it takes such a long yeah. time. Yeah, but it, yeah. it is good, isn't it? Because actually she's realized what the focus is and what Entech's yeah. actual game plan is. But his lie is mammoth. And it's it's just so... I mean, to even have come up with this and for all the pieces to work and to have manoeuvred everybody in place, what an enormous, well-constructed lie. And, you know, the the most surprising thing about it is that it didn't work. Right. Because they figured it out. Because Kara figured it out, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. My best, the best, the best lie is Entex's gigantic lie. Definitely. What's uh, what's your best lie for Face of the Enemy? Okay, so for Face of the Enemy, um, for Second Skin, we had a very Cardassian lie, and in Face of the Enemy, there was it was a very Romulan lie, you know, to just kill someone and replace her with 
<laughs> with another person because you need us, you know, someone from Starfleet, you know, that could get us into into Federation space, you know. <laughs> it's a real Romulan thing to do. Um but he doesn't lie to her. You know, he tells her right away. Well, he almost when there's enough time, he gives a little drips right, and drabs right, of information. Right. Under the guise of it, it'll be safer for you right. if you don't know. I'm and, too busy. And she's and and basically he's like he's like basically all, a lot of, all the lies come from Troy because now she has to lie to mm-hmm. keep you know to basically stay alive. But yeah, so but for best lie, okay, so Troy is an amazing liar in this episode. She right right away she gets into gets into the character and tells lie after lie. For best lie, I had to go with the funny one. Because it kind of, it's funny, and, it, and I, I just die laughing. But it also just encompasses like how well she's doing with her poker. Like we said before, their poker face here. So this is they're mm-hmm. at dinner, and uh, <laughs> Commander Toreth uh, says, "Oh, try try the vinerine." You know, we know Troy has no idea what vinerine <laughs> is. You know? But she doesn't give away. She doesn't even give anything away to the audience, you know, like because some actors would have played that with like you can kind of see a little bit of hesitation where she decides what to pick, you know, yeah. what to pick up. She does none of that. She she just she just without missing a step picks up a bowl, you know, a bowl, random bowl, and, and starts spooning it onto her plate, and then doesn't miss a beat <laughs> when uh, Tareth is like, well, you could have at least tried the vinerine, you know, you don't have to be, you know, jerk about it. And, 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 and just like without missing a step, she says, I've smelled better vinerine on prison ships. <laughs> you know, as if that was like a totally normal thing to do. <laughs> And just coming up with that that one right off the top of your head. It, it <laughs> is a great line. So great. It's so funny when she does that as well. And she doesn't break character. And, you know, that's testament to her. Yeah. She doesn't miss a beat. She doesn't sweat. She just responds directly like that. And it's like, <laughs> it's nice because it's an extra. She's insulted by not trying the vinerine right. and then insults it again by saying the vinerine's rubbish. Right. Exactly. Double insult. Yes. Yeah, Marina Sirtis, her her delivery in that is 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 just so funny. So the, I, ha- really I had good. to I had to go with the veterinarian line. <laughs> no really hesitation in delivering the, the insult. <laughs> it's pointing. weird. I mean, so can good. you imagine being faced with just a variety of foods you have no idea how to eat? <laughs> and just you know, she could have made a real. You know, you could make a real uh, pig zero that I suppose, and you wouldn't know what you're eating or how right. you're supposed to eat it. But that was a very funny line. Uh, so, yeah, and it was a great lie as well. A very yeah. good lie. Um, okay. <laughs> That's good. Um, what uh, What do you think points-wise? Where, oh, where's man. your point going to go? So, as far as points go, I, I mean, uh, there's a Venerine lie. That's one of my favorite jokes. <laughs> I love that one. It's um, good. Yeah. But, I mean, geez, you can't get much bigger. <laughs> Uh, than the lie in, in Second Skin. And just the, the fact that Cardassians, man, they are master gaslighters. Mm-hmm. It's just, so, it, it's incredible what they can get away with. And the fact that this almost worked, 
the fact that they, they fool, you know, he almost fooled the dad of this, uh, uh, you know, of, of, of Ileana and Kira herself and almost got this plan almost worked. This crazy plan almost it, worked. It's and, a big lie. But yeah. So but, but, but before we touch the point that there's one aspect of the lie that I feel didn't work. And then I wasn't sure whether it was a lie or not. So I was going to pick this bit. There's a bit where he's speaking to Kira and tech. And he's trying to convince her that she, or he obviously is always trying to convince her that she's right. uh, Ileana. Um, but the, the, what he tells her is that he knows a secret about the time that she killed a mother uh, Hara cat. Oh, right. Which yeah. she mistakenly thought was a Cardassian operative. And that is the sort of the, the turning point for her where she thinks, how can he possibly know that? Mm-hmm. And his response is, because I put that memory inside your head. So that's right. a that's a sort of a you know an aspect of his lie. Although what I didn't understand was I didn't put this because I wasn't sure how he could have known that then, if that wasn't true. Oh, if that yeah. if that if that is true, how did he know it? Unless he did actually put that memory into Kira, as a part of the the memory program. You know, he can oh, program oh. memories. Yeah, but we never we never quite established that. So they wouldn't go for that lie because that was the that was a key lie, unless it was yeah. a, a key truth. So instead, I went for his ultimate giganto lie. Yeah. Where's your point going? I'm. Where did your point go? I cut you off. I'm oh, sorry. so no, that's okay. Yeah. So my my point's going to second skin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the the giantness of the lie I find very appealing. Right. Um, yeah. And, you know, the fact that even the lie in the end of it was just a distraction to do something entirely almost unrelated. Uh, I really appreciate that as lies go. So I think I'm going second skin as well, just for yeah. the, the bigness of the lie. So big. Big is always better. <laughs> big, big old lie. <laughs> um, so for round four. So so far, so second skin has four, and face the enemy has two. That's right. Mm. That's right. What's our next category? Uh, I think we'll just go for a quick uh, crack shot. Who's your yeah. Who's your crack shot? So well, for crack shot, there were two two weapons got fired in, in this one. We we had uh, sub commander Navek mm-hmm. who destroys the freighter. Without flinching, you know, just like real quick. That is, it's real uh, Troy, Troy says, yeah, like Troy, Troy, just sa- Troy says, oh, oh, they're going to double cross you. And he's just like, oh, okay. Punches it in. <laughs> <laughs> blows up the freighter. <laughs> oh, and then there was commander, a uh, sub commander Nevek's death itself, which came after, you know, you know, Tervath. Yes. She realized you know, that something figures was going everything on. out. Yeah, yeah, and um, and as soon as he re- you know, he reaches uh, the uh, the uh, other Rom- you know, Romulan on the bridge, you know, just just vaporizes yeah. them. Yeah, there's no second um, chances, is there, which, on the Romulan ship? Yeah, yeah. Vaporized. My crack shots go into Sub Commander Nevek though, because uh, I, I I think that was an interesting choice to make. <laughs> Because he didn't think about, you know, how he would explain that no. or or what, you know, what are the consequences. He's such a quick liar as well. He does it. And then he says, she told me to do it. I mean, they're really putting her on the spot. Yes. Really yes. putting. Yeah. Exactly. With, 
Yes. Man. Without without flinching, he he's like, "Oh, Troy told me yeah. to do it," <laughs> or you know, uh, Major Recall told me to do it. <laughs> And she does a good job of just rolling with that too. Um, yeah, she's totally fine. She's yeah. used to it by now. At this point, she's been lying for a living. Right. She's fine. Um, <laughs> right. So Navek does. Navek shoots a few people and gets shot. Yeah. Navek yeah. also shoots the Enterprise once. Right. Cause, yes. Causing a direct hit, and at the but time, and he there. also he also beams the. Uh, the the vice chancellors away as well right yeah so uh yeah hits him not not to do damage just to uh hide the transporter beam yeah so yeah so that that would have been a good that could have been a good one (laughs) yeah yeah um so for my best shot there's only a few shots fired at the very end um when the jig's up um some of the uh the legates associates Ari, I think his name is, he gets shot quite quickly. One of Entech's men gets shot. Um but the real the best shot of the the best shot of the of the entire episode is at the very end of the episode, um Entech Entech's being left behind. Garak, Cisco, Odo, Kira and Tukeni are leaving. Uh, Entech goes for his goes for his disruptor. Garrick shoots him really quickly. He vaporizes. Yeah. And Garrick says, "Pity, I rather liked him." <laughs> and it was just perfectly like, you know, I've shot, I've, I've just ended a man's life. But you know, <laughs> and I feel, I feel mildly bad. Yeah, it was great too because you know, Ent- Entech, you know, reaches for the other gun. Mm-hmm. And no one notices, but but Garrick, like everyone else, like had their back to him already. And Garrick just Garrick knows the best time to shoot someone is with their back to you, right? <laughs> so that, that's the time he that's the time he would have shot Entech. So he right, knows to look out right. for that. So he knew to look for that, yeah. yeah. And he just just nonchalantly just you know vaporizes him, and and that's it. <laughs> it was uh, a nice shot. Yeah. Yeah. So my yeah. So as far as points, my points going to Garrick on that one. That's a good. That's a good, real good Garrick moment. Classic good, Garrick. It's a good Garrick moment. I think. I think my point is going to Novak for for oh. shooting the freighter because it was yeah. it was it was deadly cold and just the immediate right. of uh, oh yeah, and I was ordered to do it by Rakal, and then all the pressures <laughs> off him. I, I've just committed right. the worst atrocity yes. of the entire episode. <laughs> I'm just immediately <laughs> deflecting it to someone else, and they are going to get the blame. <laughs> um, right, right. So for me, Nevet gets that because it's not just the shot; it's the impetus and the immediate distraction played it cool all the way through. And he was—I mean, I can't imagine what his life would be like on a day-to-day basis. It must be absolutely petrifying to be Nevet. Um, but oh, I mean, yeah. that, show, that shows that he definitely can handle it. He can deal with this a high level of pressure, some instant decision making. And can right. and I don't know how he feels emotionally about sort of the burden of killing eighteen people. Obviously, Tereth seemed really upset that they died, and she right. like puts obvious value on their life, even if they are you know a species she might yeah. like or you know. But he just like coldly has to do it. But then he's got a greater good weighing on him as well. I suppose. Oh, it's a minefield. Yeah, it's yeah. Ah, oh, this episode, I love yeah. it. <laughs> okay, Jen, your, your okay. choice. All right. Well, let's go for saddest moment. <sighs> okay. Saddest moment. 
and this moment is really sad. Um, I had two options. I had one just as uh, the Leggett was leaving Deep Space Nine and sort of has a really touching moment with Kira where he sort of acknowledges that he, he needs to, you know, he hopes his daughter is alive, but Kira's sort of the the closest thing he's got, uh, which is a real, a real touching. Yeah. And I'm so glad he's not a one and done that he comes back for another episode later on. Yes. And that they've kept in touch and sort of furthered that relationship a little bit. Um, but the, the really sad moment is, is when Kira is starting to crack and starting to break down. And it begins with Entech inter- interrogating her. She's looking quite stony-faced. There's no sarcasm. There's no like fiery responses. She's looking quite blank. The Legate intervenes and kicks Entech out. But she's obviously not doing very well. Um, and she breaks down in front of the mirror and smashes it. Mm-hmm. And she sort of... The, the Legate then resolves to free his daughter and lets her know. But Kira can't is isn't quite keeping hold of reality. This is starting to to break her down, and I think this is another aspect of that breakdown where she's being told all this stuff which she doesn't want to hear, and then the person who's looking out for her is somebody she would automatically hate. But there's one person who is literally he's about to he's going to tell he tells her I, I can fo- I can find you a way out of this, and I'm doing it because I love you. And it's a person she would normally absolutely detest. It's just one more layer of the absolute, you know, mind nightmare that she's going through. And they hold each other and she's really upset. And it's quite touching, but it is really sad. And, you know, you can't imagine what Kira's going through to, to be thinking all this stuff. But uh, so much goes on. Uh, yeah, a very sad moment indeed. And what Takeni's going through too. I mean, because what a what a parent moment, you know, to 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 see your child yeah. suffering like this and deciding very unselfishly to, you know, smuggle her out of Cardassian space, knowing that, you know, he's going to lose her a second time. Yeah, you know, oh. it it really is. Yeah, and that's he just, uh, sort of unselfishly says that because I suppose that's what you would do, isn't it? You know, yeah, you'd do anything. Oh, right. sad times. I'm glad we didn't choose this as the last one because otherwise we'd be like, Ooh. yeah. It's just... <laughs> what, okay. What's your sense? Yeah. So, there? so for face of the enemy, I went with with the the very the very end. The moment I picked was is is Picard and Troy um, discussing the death of Navek and. Uh, how you know he was ready and willing you know to die and for this cause and um, you know and how his his sacrifice is not in vain because it's what he did and and what Troy did too you know um, and everyone who died to deliver these dissidents into Federation space um, this their sacrifices won't be in vain because this this could be the start of of of, of more you know safe passage mm-hmm. and. Um, and it, it, it's it's a real sad moment. It's, it's a very it, – so they won, but it was a very bittersweet victory. It did come at quite a price, didn't it? The, the lives of the Freighter crew, yeah. the lives of Navek. Right. The lives of Rakal, the original Rakal, who – Yeah, the original Rakal, yeah. presumably wasn't a particularly yeah. nice person as a member of the Tao Shi'ar. But to die purely so something you may not have any idea is happening could happen. It just seems so. That's quite right. disappointing, isn't it? 
and and for Troy to just be you know thrust into this without knowing what's going on and having to trust at first like we're we doing the yeah. right thing and then <laughs> at least something good came of all this death i know and and so. also makes for a damn good episode of star trek so <laughs> right <laughs> um god it is it is a there are some depressing elements to this aren't there i suppose we're looking yeah. at people who are living on a planet or living in society where they don't feel they have the freedom to do what they want to do or should be able to do and having to fight from within and that is inherently dangerous and lonely and not very pleasant oh goodness me i hope the i hope the next category is a lighter one good grief <laughs> um where's your point going i'm not sure i want to dish out point for this go on yeah i know they're both so sad so let's see do i do you go with the 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 bigger sadness the, the great you know greater sadness or the more human um yeah individual sadness <laughs> um oh man I, i'm giving it to i'm giving it to kara to kira and um and to kenny I think because that's it, uh, you know yeah you can imagine. I think I'm it, going there as well. That that it is really sad, yeah. and they both they both play it really well. I also feel bad for Kira because I feel like it's not just a you know it's not just a the sadness of not knowing what's going on. It's the sadness of not not knowing your own life. It's 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 really unpleasant for her. So I am gonna. Yeah. It is a, a wholly sad yeah. moment. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go for the Deep Space Nine episode. Oh crumbs! That's five categories. Where have we where have right. we come to on uh, on points? So going into the last category, we have uh, face of the enemy with three and second skin with seven. Ooh. Oh really? Oh crumbs! I didn't realize it had gone that way. Oh. But I, I'm gonna at least make it respectable. I think with the next category, absolutely. <laughs> um, well, the final category is is most authoritative. Jen, what yes. do you have for most authoritative? Okay, so I have two amazing choices for this. So I'm giving my my honorable mention to the amazing Commander Tereth, who never backs down. You know, a savvy tactician. You know, she she figures out what's happening. Mm-hmm. She's a perfect adversary for the Romulan version of Troy. Um, yeah. She she's an incredible character. She. I think you still you still get an impression of honesty from her as well. Yeah, you still get yeah. the impression that she's not a st- she she's acting as a Romulan you would expect a Romulan to act, but right. you get that sense of sort of honor and that idea that they often play with. Where whereas the Romulans that you know they're, they're not too different from from humans in some right. circumstances, right. and they do think along the same lines in some things, and you get that sort of sense of honesty and honor from her, which I thought was great. Yeah, and and she tells that story about her father. You know, oh, it was just an, that's one for the sad moments as well, right? Uh, yeah, it definitely and and, and the and, and the way she tells it, like she she's talking, she thinks she's talking to a member of the Tal Shahar. You know, for all we know, mm. she, like she could be implicated in dissident activities based on what her fat father does. That. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just by being, you know, but she's defiantly saying, "You got you guys did something awful to a an old man who you know what I mean who was just mm. sharing his views." And um, and she's incredible, and I love I love. I love her and and I love Carolyn Seymour, who plays her. She's mm-hmm. amazing. Um, she was also uh, an amazing character in um, in the episode First Contact. She was the scientist. 
Um, oh, was she? That episode, yeah, yeah. She was great in that episode. Oh, she's incredible. I love her, and uh, I also I also love her um, on Quantum Leap. She was. I don't know if you watched Quantum Leap, but uh, I have the, watched a lot of Quantum Leap. Okay, well, Sam runs into an evil leaper. Is <laughs> she the point? evil leaper? She's the evil leaper's hologram. Oh my god. <laughs> That and she's good. amazing. She's got this this like ridiculous, uh, you know, uh, set of costumes, you know, and she plays up on the, the evilness. E- the <laughs> evil leaper in that really made me think this series is going somewhere. I'm excited. I was so yeah. excited, and they only turned up like once or twice again. I yeah, was like, where's, yeah. where's I was desperate to know where they came from. I was really. I know. I want to. I want where to they came from. More about that. Like, oh. they kind of imply that they literally were like from hell. This was like. Their, I know. I know. Like, like their like were they demons and that was their mission? Like I don't know. <laughs> I yeah, don't know. and the, the the god or time and something has done Santa to like undo what they are doing. Right. Oh. Yeah. Like like God is working through Sam to mm. undo these evil leapers, but and it seemed like the the woman who was leaping was more of like a pawn and and you know carolyn seymour's character was like the pure evil behind oh. it <laughs> she was amazing i, I love her not, so i'd not put those together god she was yeah. that, that really made me uh scared when i was a kid i really felt those episodes I was like, oh, yeah that's a great She's so good. i really so wanted good. to know more about them oh anyway yeah so she, and she, but i mean commander Torres. I, I mean man romulan women like are some some of the best characters. I love uh, Commander Torith here. Uh, you know Senator Kretak, mm. um, Deep Space Nine, yeah. Spock's Romulan commander. Um, in the you know one of my favorites, the Enterprise incident. Yes, of course. Um, I just, uh, I just, lo- I just, it's it's just a really interesting. The Romulan women are really interesting, and and she's a great addition to the canon. And she's only my honorable mention. Yeah. All right. Good. All right. <laughs> this is how, how, how much depth I have in this category. I, I think I know where you're going with this because. Oh, I, yeah. You got it. I mean, the most authoritative has to be Romulan Troy. Romulan Troy <laughs> is scary. She's scary. She's so scary in such a great way. <laughs> she gets into the part really quick, quickly, like right away. Mm-hmm. She totally, you know goes with and she goes with it like as things change and she has to modify her stories and add, you know add things and uh she goes head to head with commander Toreth, who's like who's such a hard a hard uh person to to fool yeah so, you know too like she she thinks something's up this whole time absolutely I mean, she's not this isn't like she's not just mad that she's not being told by the, she is mad that she's not being told by the Tal Shihar what's going on on her own ship but she also knows mm-hmm. that something's not not you know passing the, the the sniff test here so so Troy every t- you know meets her every time and and really really um the Romulan really comes out of Troy here. You know, she, she threatens to at one point, uh, shoot Nevek out the airlock. Oh, <laughs> if he doesn't try to that scene, the enterprise, that scene, <laughs> it, she is so yeah. powerful when she said, when she just goes into a monologue of like, mm-hmm. I can't, I'm not doing this anymore. And then she just goes at full Romulan. Yeah. You've put me in a position of power over you against my will. And I will exercise that power. If you do not do what I say, oh. it's so solid. 
that speech is 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 incredible. She, that she becomes Nevek's captain, you know, on yes. this mission now. Now she's in charge of this mission, it's not him. So and good, so good that speech. So good. I really, yeah, really felt that was a powerful great. bit. Um, and yeah, because she is then just channeling Romulan. She she knows what she can do, but also she's got the added. I suppose she's because she's an empath. She knows what's working, and she can she can put. Yeah. You know, if she's pushing down a direction, she can sense whether that is having a, a desired effect on someone, and she just goes with it. She's so good at that. Um, yeah, that is that is solidly authoritative. She's incredible here, and and, and th- this episode, uh, you know, sometimes makes me a little sad because we don't get to see this Troy very much at all, and it, that's, I mean, the, for whatever reasons, the writers didn't choose to to show that yeah. side of her, you know, for whatever reason, and it's such a waste, you know, when you see here how how great she is, yeah. you know, she could be in when she's in char- put in charge here like that. You're you're right, actually, because she's got a proper insight. You know, she probably has more insight into Romulans than most other Starfleet officers will ever have. Right. Um, but that's never right. never made use of again, really. Oh, right. Okay. So she's she's amazing. I love Troy in this episode. This is one of my favorite Troy moments, and one of my favorite Romulan episodes too, in general. So, um, for my most authoritative moments. There's a few. I mean, there's lots of there's lots of power play in, in second skin. Uh, Kira's as fiery as ever, yeah. apart from that sad moment. Entech knows his the extent of his power, and he pushes it. The legate uh, lords over him sometimes as well because he's a member of Central Command. The whole episode is a power play, but there's a moment. Uh, there's a moment when the Defiant is on the way to Cardassia. Oh, yes. They are uh, pretending to be a Kiberian freighter with uh, some sort of uh, some mineral or metal they're transporting to Cardassia. I forget what. And their deception hasn't worked. The The Cardassians are going to, um, are going to try and board them. And they, they don't think they know yet that this is not a Kiberian freighter, but they, they don't care. They're just going to board the freighter anyway. And um, Garak happens to be on the bridge because he's been caught sneaking around by Odo, which is so perfect, perfectly Garak. And it's nice because they <laughs> mention about his claustrophobia as well. He says the, the quarters are very claustrophobic, which is right. uh, something which we've touched, touched on a few times with, with Garak. Uh, but you know he's just sneaking yeah. around because he's nosy and he's trying to find something out that's going to benefit him. He happens to be on the bridge. He tells Cisco to lower the hollow filter, which they've been using to to portray themselves as Kiberians. And he just essentially shouts down Gul Benil, who is uh, the commander of the the Cardassian ships that are approaching. He gives him a command code: Alpha Red Priority Mission Nine Two One Eight Black. Tells him exactly what he wants him to do, which is to delete everything from their files, forget this happened, and never speak of it to anyone. And the command code comes through. Benil says, uh, of course, of course. Garak lets him off with a sort of a, a warning, like you're only doing your duty, I understand. Uh, switches, off, uh, switches off the screen. Cisco's immediately very impressed. And Garak comes back with, just something I overheard while I was hemming someone's trousers. And it's everybody knows that's not true, and he knows they know it's true. Yeah. But 
We don't <laughs> know how he could possibly know this or how he's keeping in touch with these people, but he was so authoritative. And you see an area, you see a side of Garak, which probably you don't, you probably don't see that often, where he can literally take charge of a situation and will do something uh, really impressive and empowering, and not se- not entirely selfish either. Often he'll do something uh, which has a sort of a selfish twist, and here right. he was saving his own life, um, but he did it in such that style and panache. It was very well done. Yeah. So I gave my most authoritative moment to uh, Garak. Yeah, that's a great this, scene. Uh, this, this episode. Um, points wise, it would be. I think it would be wrong to give it give a point to anyone other than Troy. Yeah, because she is power authority in the entire episode. She's so strong all the way through oh. this episode. Uh, she deserves two points even, but uh, <laughs> I give I give my point to her. Same. <laughs> No, and it's, nothing uh, else really to say about that. Yeah, no, she's great. She is fantastic. Um, okay, so how, right. what are the scores? Final score is face of the enemy with five, and second skin with seven. So it, it's, it, it's a, respectable. It, it is, it is, and I, I, they are so similar. We've touched on some of yeah. the differences here, but it's the differences are quite emotional. Um, in how like the characters respond to their their positions, right? But actually, the, they're, they're so similar. They're so the, similar. the deceit, the transformation, the politics, the subterfuge. It, it, there's and the so fact many that neither things. one, neither one of the, of the characters that get altered are the target. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're just pawn. They're both pawns in, in this greater political, it's a much larger game. Yeah, game. So it's it, it's, it's so bizarre, um, and I, I just love the. I mean, uh, uh, yeah, it's really strong episodes, really yeah. strong idea, uh, and obviously that's why they revisited it again. Um, right, you know, it worked so well that time. We can re. I mean, uh, you never know actually whether they whether they meant to revisit it or not, but they did, and it it worked really well. Yeah, yeah. Full full disclosure. I if if, if I had to, if it was just episode I liked better. I probably would pick Face the Enemy, but Face the Enemy, they're both really well done, really well, crazy good act um, acting from both, you know, Nana Visitor and Marina Sirtis. Absolutely. So yeah, so it's interesting. Well, but. I'm I'm wrapped up then for talking about these two. Apart from one thing, yeah, the the one thing we haven't mentioned at all is uh, Desev. The the Romulan. Oh, yeah, we haven't talked about him. The Romulan, uh, not traitor. What's the word? Uh, defector. Defector. That's or, what I'm looking for. Yeah. Man, that is one weird character. Is, yeah. He was so odd. Uh, I, mean, I guess he. Yeah, I guess he kind of did something quote unquote brave too. Absolutely. To like come come back, you know, to Federation space to deliver this message, knowing because you're going to now be he's in no good. There's no good place for him at all, really, is there? Yeah, you know, yeah. you can't go back to Romulus. Can't go back to the Federation. Right. There's no good place for him and to without go. Without a country. And then, yeah. Yeah. Crumbs. Anyway, to um. death. <laughs> a toast to you. <laughs> Kind of. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> let's wrap up All this right. episode of Snap Track. Um, for the next episode, uh, it's a special edition, a feature length edition. We will be traveling <laughs> into the 20th century. 
we will be looking at episodes, oh, not even episodes, feature films um, and two-parters, which ex- which uh, travel back to our century. Oh, well, the last century, crumbs. The future's already here. <laughs> the future is now. Yeah. <laughs> we are going to be comparing Star Trek IV, The Voyage Home, with Star Trek Voyager, two-parter futures end and we have a very special guest helping us out that's gonna be a good one so if you if you'd like to get a hold of us you can find us on twitter we're at SnapTrek, and you could also find uh, me on twitter i'm at Eda quarks and ross where can they find you you can find me also on twitter at strtrk1701 please do send us your limericks, your poetic recaps, uh, your ideas for comparisons. We're getting a few of those now as well. And we look forward to discussing these with you on future episodes. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening today. We really appreciate it. Uh, And we will see you next time. See you soon. Bye-bye.